Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, is Kristen Studdard. That's a me. Oh, what the hell? I'm <laughs> just having fun. Okay, throwing a, a weird Italian stereotype in there for no, no reason. No problem. That is, hey, you said it. I did not. Yeah, okay. You you said it. Hey, it just, all right. Well, Joe, we don't have to dwell on it. Is you want to start the episode? No, I don't think not. it is. Uh, let's bring Move in our forward. guest. Let's bring in our guest. Uh, we're very happy to have him here. Uh, very funny uh, and successful writer and producer from shows like uh, Parks and Recreation, Everybody Loves Raymond, The Carmichael Show, uh, maybe most notably the writer of several classic Simpsons episodes and the showrunner for that classic TV show, Mike Scully. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi, how you hi, doing? Mike. And I'm deeply offended by the Italian stereotype that we started with. Mike, wow. ne- he nearly walked out. I, I, yeah, I was very upset. Me, I'm just trying to mix it up right off yeah. the top. Yeah, as you can you can tell by my voice, I get outraged very easily. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah you yeah. you seem like you have a Quick fiery temper. Yes, I'm Quick kind of a hot boil. head. Yeah. A hothead over here. Good God. Uh, well, Mike, thank you for doing the show. I, oh, it's my pleasure. I, I very uh, I tried to concisely sum up what you're getting into uh, before we started recording. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not a thing that a lot of people really pay much attention to or really care about, <laughs> hence the title. Um, but I'm curious what you're coming into this in terms of your own knowledge about this institution. Uh, well, to what I know about it, it's something I always... I kind of pretend not to care about it mm-hmm. and always say, well, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a bullshit award and it's mm-hmm. this and that. But then when, if a band I like is left out, then I get really angry mm-hmm. uh, and get quite passionate about it. So, yeah. So you follow who's in and who's I out do, then. I do. Uh, and particularly like the last few years, I've been voting quite a bit. Uh, I've, cause I've lost faith in American politics. So I'm just <laughs> channeling it all into the wow, rock hall now. Getting, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the sad news, is, are you voting online? Uh, yeah. Right. I do. Um, yeah. Do you know the odds on the vote online? I do track it. Like, there's this one band you in particular I've been trying to uh, lobby for the last few years. So I was like voting on a daily basis for and, who? Uh, for the Jay Giles. You've band. been voting for Jay Giles yes, this yeah, whole time. Yeah. Oh wow! So you're actually you're truly truly invested. You've gone to the website. Yeah, uh, I've gone to the website. Yes, I that am. alone is is enough to put you way ahead of most of our guests. <laughs> yeah, in this terms is of wild. awareness acknowledgement. Yeah, and you know who's in the lead right now? Then who's in the number one spot? Well, you know? oh, right now, I, I don't know. They, they don't do it right now. 
now. This is too early, right? Because there's no nominees out. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of like what's going on at the museum. Right. Because in Cleveland at the museum, there are kiosks where you can go and you can type in who you think should be in. And they have a running oh, wow. they have a running tally. Do we know uh, who's in the I top I still haven't right actually now? been to the hall. To the museum? I've never been yeah. there. It's, it's pretty fun. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at first, you'd think lame. But then you go and you're like, this actually is, they have it's a lot of pretty, cool things. It's how I feel about our podcast. Yeah. yeah you're like, this is <laughs> like going to suck. Like, at first, you think then... you're like, oh, no, this is lame. And then you're like, oh, no, it's pretty funny. I, I like it. No, yeah. I've thought about like flying to Cleveland for it, but I always wonder, what am I going to do the next day? Right, you know, like, right. Fly yeah. home. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in in the lead right now at the museum uh, is Motley Crue. Oh, because that See, fucking like, movie. Right, right off the bat, I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> of course. See? It's hard not to care. Yes. Uh, yeah, That's it, even worse than that Italian stereotype that we started yes. with. Yeah, yeah we, we already have something new to hate, <laughs> yeah, and so. it's at my, I mean, I'm glad that we can move on from my fun little, <laughs> my fun little joyful bit, my fun little way I introduce no, myself we, that we can't let it's go. It's important for us to <laughs> invalidate your joy at Thank every you. corner. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's because of that movie, because of the dirt. Oh, uh, I mean, the, the the effect of movies on well, the, and. Uh, on the, on the museum goers in particular. Because isn't Freddie Mercury solo also in the top 10? <laughs> After fucking Bohemian Rhapsody came out, people started putting in Freddie Mercury solo because he did technically put out an album yeah. as a solo artist, so he's technically <laughs> eligible, but why on earth? But but it's a thing. It's, that's kind of like, like, yeah, like the Art Garfunkel album or something. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah like, just... It's, he did great things with the band. But yeah, so, yeah. We, we don't really acknowledge... We don't need a double for you. Yeah. Yeah, no one knows of Freddie Mercury. But that's so what long. it's what happens though. People are like, Freddie Mercury's not in, and yeah. you're like, well, he's in with Queen, but he's not in as, and it just people and then it snowballs are and then very uh, stupid. Yeah. Uh, the public overall is quite dumb. Yeah, I mean, in in uh, you know elections big and small recently, we've yeah. determined yes, yeah, yeah. definitively. Question, Joe, question. Yes. If you are at the museum and you put into the kiosk somebody who's already in, mm-hmm. does it allow you to vote for them? It depends, but I think so. Because I think someone, uh, I, I mean, every once in a while people post screenshots of this kiosk. Uh, and I think someone put in the OJs, who are already in, but they left out the apostrophe, so it technically could go through. <laughs> it's, okay, but but like if you were to put in, like now, if I were to type out Janet Jackson, it would not allow me to vote for Correct. That. I think it would, okay. I, I don't think the technology is very sophisticated, but I think it would recognize <laughs> that that is a person. That that is already. But if you put like two N's in Janet, then it could probably go through. <laughs> then I through. could slide through and get in the number, <laughs> yeah. you know, 8,541 spot. <laughs> My favorite was that someone was confused and they put their email address. <laughs> so it popped up as, who do you think should be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And it was just like, Mike Scully at gmail.com. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, everyone's stupid and bad. I okay, wait. So you go and you would vote. What is the like after the nominees? After the nominees have been the ballot, then the ballot on online, the public gets one ballot. Correct. So how much does that count for overall? It's like one one thousandth kind of a vote, of. right? Prob- I mean, no one knows a a uh, accurate number. Like the public, <laughs> yeah, the, as the, a whole, right. choose it like the top five. One ballot, so like, count for one ballot of a probably about a thousand that go into in terms of the people who are voting. There's no accurate number, but it's probably around a thousand people voting once the nominees come out. So tens of thousands of people <laughs> come together and they I, get I now one understand ballot. the title of the podcast. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you nearly walked out. Just now. 
Uh, a lot of opportunities for you to leave. <laughs> have you seen? Have you watched an induction ceremony before, Matt? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. For for anyone in particular? Uh, yeah. Well, I I definitely have. Uh, I watched. You know, for Springsteen and. Uh, and, and when he was inducted again with the which with the whole band. E Street Band, oh my yeah. gosh, the E Street Band half hour. Yes, yeah. My yeah. God, really, the <laughs> longest. Devoted a lot of time. My. Because we were we were watching that one not too long ago, and because I forced her to watch the induction yeah. ceremonies, uh, we wa- we like were catching up on all the ones that he could get. His I hands could find on. that yeah. she could watch, and uh, that that. Uh, ceremony was clipping along. It was such a good ceremony. It and was great. Halfway through, then there's 35 to 40 minutes of, of just, just the Bruce Springsteen band. talking. Yeah, yeah. And, and I the, thought it was it was very like generous of Bruce to include you know, the guys from the very beginning. You know, like like uh, you have any Mad Dog Lopez and like the drummer mm-hmm. on the first David you Sanchez. Know, David yeah. Sanchez. And I think like, and I'm sure they were all told before they went out, you know, try to keep it to 30 seconds. I believe they were, it was literally 30 seconds. I think they they were told and, uh, and I think Lopez right off the bat did like 10 minutes. Yeah. uh, The rumors are that, uh, David Sanchez talked for maybe 30 minutes, like 20 to 30 minutes, just himself. Wow. And yeah, like Max so Weinberg when it, when was it really, got yeah. to people who actually had something to say, I think like like Nils or and other people who had been with the band a long time, I think they felt kind of self conscious Or Roy Bitten, I think, didn't say didn't all say that much. much yeah, when he had much more to say. Of course, well, they yeah. even cut it. You know, they edited it down for the for the broadcast, television yeah. broadcast. But even that, I mean, it was 15 minutes of Bruce, and yeah, that 15 well, they to kept, 20, they probably kept all thing. of Bruce's speech, and uh, which then, he took his time. Yeah. 15 to 20 minutes of the rest of the band of just talking. them talking and then they even they don't do this that much anymore but they interspersed it with the performance the too because they were like we just gotta move yeah they did like a long jam of kitties back and just dropped in snippets of what yeah. people yeah. were saying but yeah I, mean, I heard it went on forever good Christ <laughs> yeah. it was I can't imagine if I had been that at that ceremony I would have been mad yeah I <laughs> like Springsteen fine I but I'm not a devotee I'm not a Springer. Mm, I'm not a, what, what would I be called? I'm not a. I'm not, I'll say I'm not a steam, steam virgin. <laughs> I'm steam, not a burgeoning steam. I'm not a burgeoning steam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm. I am not a born to runner. Is, I'm. So that ceremony where the E Street Band was inducted. Uh, did you consider going to the ceremony itself? You know, I've all, every year I always think about it would be fun to go, uh, and for some reason I just never get around to it. But yeah, that one would have been one I would have liked to have been there. But I, unless I feel like I could get decent seats, I know you're going to wind up in the back of the room. And yeah. I've heard it's a long night. It is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's usually at least five hours. But it's it's very much like the Writers Guild Awards. <laughs> it's like yeah. even if you know you're going to win, you kind of don't want to be there. No. That it's uh, very tedious. And, right. Uh, yeah. We. I mean. We, the more recent ceremonies, they've cut down on the speeches. It yeah. seems like a uh, concerted effort, and then they've given the bands more time to play, which has been pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I, a couple of years ago, I, uh, who was it? Yes was inducted, mm-hmm. and uh, Rick, Wakeman Rick Wakeman started yeah. doing stand-up. He was just telling oh jokes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that like, was the one. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to – I'm like, yes, when did they get – we watched mm-hmm. that induction ceremony. Yeah, Rick Wakeman what – was, What were his jokes? I mean, about, like, getting a prostate exam. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, got some cat skills. <laughs> but, but I think he was yeah. wearing the cape mm-hmm. from, like, his, you know, from the kind of classic days of the band. Yeah. He had the cape on, but he was telling, yeah, jokes about getting a prostate exam. Yeah, he was really – like, No, rock and roll, man. <laughs> jokes 
that had nothing to do with him. Or <laughs> yes. I mean, they were like they're from yeah, a joke book. They're from yeah, like, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick Wakeman married his cape maker. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Rick, Rick, or it was it's or it's some story where it's like. He broke up with his first wife because he was having an affair with his with cape, cape maker. maker. You know, <laughs> you spend really that much perfect. time, you know, measuring someone's shoulders, the girth of their neck. <laughs> You're bound to fall in love. Yeah, you know. It's a very yeah. intimate <laughs> garment, a cape. Good God. Shrouding yeah. someone's back. Yeah. Do you but think- it's fun. Because a, a lot of the ceremonies now, or particularly like the last 10, 15 years, you know, is a lot of the bands I saw as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, when I was growing up and going to concerts. So it is kind of fun to see like how they all, like wound up and sometimes how great they still sound together you know who's uh, your like who were the ones like people that you were or bands you were most excited so springsteen and yes any other notable ones that have been inducted oh, recently uh, that you were like hell yeah the well like you know you two and and mm-hmm. uh you know any of the 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 classic and i think foo fighters are in now no, no. they're not eligible yet. Oh, they're, they're not, not eligible yet, yet. no or dave grohl's just always around oh dave grohl's always <laughs> there, nirvana yes. is in obviously. uh oh nirvana's in and uh, oh when foo fighter but grohl inducted joan jett right yeah uh he was there he played with joan jett yeah yeah but i think he was kind of instrumental in getting her mm-hmm. he really lobbied hard yeah. for her yeah well, the year the before so the year before yeah. joan jett was inducted uh they did for the nirvana tribute they had they did four songs with four different female artists as the singer and joan jett did smells like teen spirit and that was the year before she got inducted and i bet that helped a lot yeah, because there's a great in. video online of uh, Foo Fighters playing with uh, playing Bad Reputation with Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. I think in Madison Square Garden, and I just I Dave Grohl's love of rock and roll is one of my favorite things. Yeah, in it's the world infectious to watch. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I think it was a can't remember if it was Grammys or Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where they did London Calling, where it was Grohl, Bruce, that was Grammys, uh, yeah. Little Steven, and Elvis. That was Grammys. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, the, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has those great shows like the. The Tom Petty, the tribute yeah. to George Harrison with, with Petty with and and yeah, yeah and and uh, Je- uh, Jeff Lynne, but yeah, Prince that that that's solo an that's moment. just that move of falling into the, backwards the to the crowd and his guy catching yeah. him putting uh-huh. him back up and then just the, the throwing the, the guitar, the guitar straight up in the air down. don't never. even look and he just walks off stage is one of the this is one of the best like badass rock and roll movies that I've is ever rock seen. and roll yeah. yeah that's that's one of the great performances of anything totally, i think ever yeah. Yeah, the fact that you never see the guitar come down, too, it, uh, is really yeah. some Prince magic. Well, yeah. he was just sending it up there. He knew he was going to die one day, and he said... Sending up to George. He sent it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. he sent it up to George. He, <laughs> said, he sent it up to he George. Said, hold that for me. I'll yeah. be there. I'll, I'll be there in a bit. Uh, who inducted Joan Jett, then? If it Miley wasn't? Cyrus. Remember? Oh, oh I yeah. mean, no, I don't no, remember. I, I, of course, I don't remember. It, I remember yeah. Miley, Miley Cyrus gave the speech, but then she played... Uh, it was Miley, Dave Grohl, and Tommy James, uh, who originally did Crimson and Clover, right. with Joan Jett, oh. which was pretty cool. Uh, didn't help Tommy James's uh, bid. No, he, he has never been uh, even on a ballot. He hasn't. No, which you'd think. I yeah, don't. Know I would, who I that is, he was other in. than he did Crimson and Clover. Yeah, Crimson You're saying Clover, that right Clover. now. He did Hanky Panky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Dragon the Line. He did Money Money. I think we're alone yeah. now. Okay, he's like those are bar band songs. I feel like that's a little Steven's got to no, love they, him. They, they were, were hit songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like I just think of like with those, little Steven, who's on the nominating committee. 
you would think he, of all people, would appreciate Tommy James and would bring yeah. him up yeah. in the room. Like I, think, I think he's like a great advocate for a lot of the same bands I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my uh, He's your guy on the inside. Yeah, Tommy James, come on. I mean, there's a half dozen just great, great crystal blue persuasion. I mean, yeah. You know, and songs that people still know and yeah. you still hear. But yeah. that you don't know are by, I, or me, I don't think of that as like, that's like the sound of a bar band in my head. Right. It's not a distinctive sound of a single artist. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I'm not like, oh yeah, that Tommy James. I truly do not know who that is. Yeah, it's almost it's <laughs> almost like a magic trick or something where like, oh, that song's by the by the 60s. Yeah. That song's yeah. by a bar. By exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. But it's all yeah. this one I'm guy. actually just thinking of others. Now. I think we're alone now. Great fucking Right. Song. Did I mean, he just, write that? He did. Yeah. His, he has this a distinction. Is what I mean. And I think too, all these songs that were covered by people in the 80s too, Moni Moni. Well, and like, yeah. his distinction, I think, think is interesting which is that he's the only person who has had two of his songs covered by people that were consecutive number one hits it was billy idol covered moni moni right. and then tiffany covered i, I think, think we're, we're alone, alone now, now. Yeah. and they were both number one back to back yeah which no, is uh, hard but to you're not, but i'm just finding out now he's not in no he's not in he's not in but i'm Mo- just finding Molly out Crew he's nominated Molly Crew isn't no. nominated but the people at the museum the are pushing for him yeah this, this is insanity yeah, yeah. It, it's it's <laughs> foolish Tommy james is his name tommy james and the shondells, and the shondells yeah. is his band when were they popular 60s. the 60s yeah. just... right six mid mid to late 60s okay yeah i think our friend andy paley used to push for them in the nominating committee. He, oh, yeah, he is Andy's, no longer on the nominating yeah. committee. But, oh, he's not? Oh. No, he's not. Uh, but he's, he said that was a name he would bring up, and it kind of got uh, Someone dismissed. should do an episode for him, because I'd like to learn about that. I think it would be... I think we... I'm cons- I might call up our friend Andy and yeah, have him come him back. Yeah, call and see if he'll he come He hasn't been on the show in a while. The, and I don't think he's ever done a single episode, just him. He has not. So, so that'd be great. And they're running out learn. of great rock bands you know, to induct. They're clearing out the sixties, so, baby. But, They're at the bottom of the barrel. Should have, lo- should have been in a long time ago. Yeah. This I is like so. so shocking. This is the most shocking thing I've ever heard. What's shocking life. to yeah. me is Mike that pulled Tommy out a James... fan and started, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's started got the fanning vapors. himself. Yeah, he had the yeah. vapors. I can't believe that Tommy James is an artist that I should know. Of. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's crazy to yeah. me. I truly can't. I mean, I have, I've know almost all of those songs and yeah, right. I mean, I was in, Third grade when JFK when I heard JFK was assassinated, this is more shocking. Right now. <laughs> yeah. This is it. If we, it. It takes the number one yeah. slot. Number oh, one totally. spot. Yeah, yeah. Tommy James yeah. isn't in there. Number James, two, JFK. my Italian accent. Right, yeah. <laughs> number three, JFK. Yeah, this is really. Uh, so, do you think though? Well, I guess what I want to transition to is you know a lot of rock stars through The Simpsons. I mean, maybe no is a generous term. Yeah, met would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Worked with. Recorded. <laughs> I mean, you uh, <laughs> you pressed a button and said that yes. sounds great yeah, to yeah. some of the best rock stars of all time. <laughs> uh, but you wrote and produced the most rock-centric Simpsons episode of all the time. The Bartman. <laughs> Good lord. Kidding. The music video for The Bartman. <laughs> <laughs> you coined the Bartman. Yeah. Uh, Listen, yeah. rock will never die, baby. <laughs> uh, no, Mike. You Mike wrote an episode called "How I Spent My Strummer Vacation," which has Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Elvis Costello, Tom Petty, Brian Setzer, uh, Lenny Kravitz. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, you, so you have met those people. I again, I, I call them your friends or whatever I said <laughs> <Yeah>. before. <laughs> uh, but that must have been. I mean, the episode's about Homer going to rock fantasy camp. In yes. a sense, it was also you getting to go to a rock fantasy oh, camp yeah. of sorts. Totally. Totally. But it it the evolution of that show was a weird one. Uh, 
it started like two years earlier. I had an idea that uh, Homer winds up having too much to drink at Moe's. They put him in a cab. And on the way home, he's drunkenly talking about his all of his failed dreams and everything he gave up when he got married and had kids. Uh, and it winds up, he doesn't realize it's like a taxicab confessions it's type show, yeah. that it's being recorded. And when he's on at home, like whatever, a week later, they're watching TV and it's on and he's saying all these horrible things about his family. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? yeah. And I always had the first act of the show in my head of what it was going to be, but I never could figure out what is the rest of the show. And mm-hmm. you were just living I, with your family and children. Yes, being like, well, I know what this story has to there be. There was actually a line in it that, that I've I actually said to my family before that, you know, marriage is like a coffin and each kid is a nail. <laughs> <laughs> but I always say with, but as coffins go. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I knew that was going to be in the show. Right. But I didn't want the, the remainder of the two acts of the show of just being Homer apologizing or trying to make good, that mm-hmm. was kind That's of boring not, yeah. to me. Yeah, and so, it's, it's kind of a Simpsons thing also to start uh, in one place and then really divert into yes. a completely yeah. new direction. We love to go bulk. as long as we can without the story actually kicking in. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but that one, so I had it on a, on a white index card on a board in the room, and it sat there for two years, and the card yellowed uh, over time. <laughs> Uh, and then one day I was driving to work, listening to Howard Stern. Leslie West, the guitar player from Mountain, Mountain was on, and he was talking. He was, had been starting this rock and roll fantasy camp, and it was him and I think Alice Cooper and the guys from Cheap Trick, and and he explained the con- and it was like boom, that is it, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. What if the family thought Homer had a point? about all the dreams he gave up. So instead of being mad at him, they turn and give him this vacation. They're sorry. He's and not sorry. Yeah, the yeah. family is sorry. <laughs> yes, they exactly. They wrecked his life. <laughs> and, then and, you, and, yeah. that, and then we we broke the rest of the story that day mm-hmm. uh, and then just started writing uh, stuff for yeah. it. So, yeah. And but, you, you took the idea of the real rock fantasy camp and then uh, did it with more famous musicians. Yeah, yeah well, I actually started writing it with... Like those, you know, pe- those, like, actual... like those particular people, because I'm all right. We can get. I know we can probably get them all to do it. Yeah, could you're the, like could if the... they're running an actual rock fantasy camp, we can get them. On yeah, the Simpsons. yeah. And we will, will Leslie West do the Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd already had written a few of those scenes, and then we got a call. Uh, Denise Sercott, one of the uh, producers of Gracie Films, she used to be in the music business. She got a call from the manager of the Stones saying, hey, you know, the guys are planning on going on tour next year. Is there anything, like, any way to tie in the show or if they what? were on the show? And you were and, already working on and this we, I was working on this episode, and so suddenly, like, bye, Chief Trick. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Leslie West. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they're all great. Of course. But suddenly, like, oh, we can get the stones on the show. Yeah, and once you got the stones, then the then the other dominoes, then the dominoes fall, right? Yes. fall. Then yeah. Derek and the dominoes just <laughs> yeah, fall. Right. Thank you. Yeah. So the only one who survived from the first draft to the other was Brian Setzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because m- my daughter had been dating his son. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Yeah, that's a good enough reason. Yeah, and we knew each other personally, and, and uh, I think he's a lot of fun. And and, uh, and for me, he actually, when we first screened the episode after it was completed, he got the biggest laugh uh, in the writer's room 
with the, you know, I hope you won't judge the entire Brian Setzer orchestra by my action. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's the writer's favorite line of uh-huh. all the stars in the show. Mm-hmm. That's our favorite that's joke. That's the best one. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that that's uh, incredible to be surrounded by uh, all those icons like that. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Like you said, it really was kind of my like rock fantasy, it, it, with the exception of not you know, having Bruce there. But uh, did you try? Uh, I didn't on that one. I had tried a few previous times, and mm-hmm. his his publicist said all he likes to do is play music and hang out with his kids. And I was like, that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you should be on my Screw cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Typical asshole rock star. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Piece of shit. So yeah. Uh, God, maybe some, tell tell his kids that there's they write a cartoon. Yeah. Well, you would think usually the gateway yeah. to some of those stars is it's, through their kids. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. With that, we play that card all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. So it can. But you know, having like you know, Mick and Keith was just. Did they all come in and record like? Not together? the same time. I'm, yeah. right? No, they all came we in. We are separately. the world style. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Did they all get it? But they all came into the like they didn't send you they didn't like yeah at the end of the episode uh, instead of our normal closing I put in uh, like footage right of a little snippets of each of them recording their dialogue Uh, and there's a great joke that uh, Dan Castellaneta who plays Homer and and so many other characters ad libbed in the show he was in recording while we were doing uh, Mick Jagger. And in the show, Homer thinks he's going to get to play with the Stones uh, or with this band and he finds out he's just there as a roadie. So Mick says, to, like, Homer's asking, how many guitar solos should I take? Four? I'll take four. <laughs> uh, and, and Mick says, uh, no, Homer, all we need to do is tap the mic and say, check, check. <laughs> uh, and... Dan ad-libbed Homer going, can't you do it? (laughs) (laughs) And in the clip at the end of the show, there's a shot of Mick just cracking up. And it was at that ad-lib of Dan's. And I think really in whatever, you know, 45 years, no one had ever said that to Mick Jagger before. Can't right. you do it? Yeah. yeah. And I, he found it so funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's completely. Yeah. Like, oh, the irreverence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good God. That's incredible. Yeah. That's but they so all came amazing. in separately, uh, but they were a lot of fun uh, having them in the room. It was just cool. They, they, they signed, you know, stuff for us, album covers, guitars. And, mm-hmm. like, everybody was just a, a fun to work with. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, now I got to ask you, you got to put a lot of rock stars in an episode and other episodes of the Simpsons. You know, there's frequently guest stars. You love the Jay Giles band. Did you ever bring that up or try that or even put a song of theirs into the Simpsons? I don't think I ever have put a song of theirs in. And for that particular episode, I didn't, there were certain people I would have loved to have had, but couldn't figure out what their role would be in in the camp or it would just be repeating what somebody else Mm -hmm. was doing. Um, uh, So I didn't approach him. I think Peter Wolf did something a few years back and I don't recall if it made it to the final cut of the, of the episode. Cause I only work on the show one day a week now. Uh, So, so, uh, but I had heard that they recorded him for something. Uh, and but, were you, you not know, there? I was not. He they recorded him like over the phone. He he okay. was in Boston or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he flies. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Hot yeah. dish. Or it doesn't dish. fly anymore or something. Yeah. 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 But uh, no. But I'm you know just a, a giant fan of the band. Saw him tons of times growing up because they were from Boston. I was in Springfield, Mass. That's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would frequently come to town and play 
uh, small theaters or they they eventually started to headline shows at the Springfield Civic Center. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw them countless times and just thought they were the greatest live band. This is before like freeze frame and the MTV fame. They were just kind of staples on the New England uh, circuit. I mean, right. they have that kind of sound. I mean, they have a bar band type sound like they have like a Boston like, I don't know, a rock band. They have a very traditional rock band sound. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. R&B and old school rock and roll influenced uh, bluesy uh, rock band. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of my favorite bands are, I mean, the E Street Band is really that, mm -hmm. you know, if you kind of break them down to their core, they're just like, they're just a, a great, great bar band or NRBQ and Southside Johnny, all those uh, type of bands. But the thing with, with Jay Giles, Peter Wolf, I think was like the great, like one of the great frontmen for any rock band ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why I can't believe just on that alone, they're not in, so in the Hall of Jay Giles' band is not fronted by Jay Giles. Correct. Jay Giles right. is a the guitarist. Guitar mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And kind of ironically, ended up being the one who split up the group a little bit. I mean, especially in the later days, they. I mean, they toured without Jay Giles. He's he has passed uh, since a few years ago. Right. But they were touring without him. Uh, and he ended up suing As them. As the Jay Giles band? There was, it, a, it got I nasty. I mean, that is one way to ensure that, you know, that seems wild to tour without the Jay Giles, <laughs> Jay Giles of the Jay right. Giles band. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> that's a bold you, you, move. You should always own the rights to your name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good idea, yeah. Uh, I, there, were, there were lawsuits and, and all sorts of stuff that got pretty messy uh, yeah. before. Well, the there was a period of time where, uh, where they were starting to achieve some fame and then Peter Wolf married Faye Dunaway. Mm -hmm. Whoa. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I, we, we started hearing stories because they were still a Boston band. You were hearing stories of like arriving separately to gigs and mm -hmm. leaving separately, separate dressing where they used to be one of those kind of hardcore, like road bands, All like in the, in the van, together, together, like that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Faye Dunaway and, doesn't play like that. She's yeah, not I, trying to be in your stinky van. Yeah. I, I blame all the problems on Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Uh, Not just know, in the Jay Giles bit, the but world. the world in general. in general. Yes, yeah. Honestly, right. it was fake. It's always a woman's fault. I mean, she, she fucked up the Oscars anybody? a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, wait. There is something to this theory. Okay. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold up. Our most sacred institutions: the Jay Giles Band, the, <laughs> the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. Uh, Faye. Fuck. Faye. Uh, yeah. Peter Wolf uh, was a. He ran and he started running in circles. Uh, you know. Probably having to do with Faye Dunaway, you know, he uh, was a close friend of Jan Wenner and still is. Wild that he's not in that. Yeah. Like, this is some crazy stuff. Right. Uh, it, it feels almost a little bit like a some sort of conspiracy. Well, and I, yet, uh, no, you know. because we will talk about this later, but like... <laughs> yeah, hold the, up with the, the conspiracy. <laughs> All right, well, I'm getting All right, it. right, don't be a Jan Weiner. Uh, <laughs> but you actually aren't because the people who blame Jan for their band not getting Yeah, there's Jan a term Weiners. we have that <laughs> right. we've come up with called Jan Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> which is a thing that happens a lot, which is that if a band is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, often Jan Wenner, who is, you know, uh, he's the chairman the of the face. foundation for the Rock Hall and he kind of started it. Uh, he is an easy scapegoat for people. And for for as long as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has existed, bands that aren't in go, well, you have to be one of Jan Wenner's buddies to get in. It's like Jan has always hated like, us. Hi, hey, guys, point 
to Peter Wolf. <laughs> well, yeah, this, <laughs> this really represents... Now, this is the flip side of <laughs> the that, which side is... The flip side of the coin. And also, the, the funny thing is, all those bands, it's always bands like Kiss or Chicago or Bon Jovi, all bands that have eventually gotten in. Right. So there's clearly nothing to this theory <laughs> other than the fact that, like, you're not that great and you don't get in immediately, but you'll get in eventually because you are good, but, like, relax. And... It's, it's theories. I mean, the other thing is now all of these multiple nominations for good old Jay Giles go. I mean, it's, it's are making more sense to me knowing that they are buddies. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> this um, is what I'm mean, because they're like a very often nominated, but yes. never inducted. How many nom- they have? Do they have five. the most nominated? No, five, five, which is what uh, is the most there. that someone has is it Shaka I th- Khan. No, I think it's. Well, Shaka Khan and Rufus, it's like, I think together have five. Like, Rufus has had three. Shaka Khan by herself has had two. LL Cool J has had five. I think Chuck Willis, who is like an who old rock and that? roll dude, okay. uh, who did like CC Rider and was like the king of the stroll. He's like a 50s dude. Okay. He, he's been nominated, I think, six times, but hasn't been on the ballot since like 2011. I'm sorry that I sound like a computer just spouting information. <laughs> I turned into a robot for a second. Um, I think it's over for him, though, Chuck Willis. I don't think Chuck Willis is showing. Yeah up on the on the ballot and again. he's six times you said six times okay. but yeah jay giles is right underneath how there many at five. was chic nominated oh chic was nominated 11 times 11 so it was really? Chic really? Had the i guess most... chic is maybe i mean now that now rogers chic is was in the most yeah. nominated, but chic still technically as a band is not in so they are i guess at the they top. will never get in though because now we have they, nile they in, put nile in, in as way. like a consolation prize which maybe even is a good uh fix to that problem Anyway. Okay, but Jay Gilesman has been nominated five, five times. Five times. Because uh, that is one of the ones where we have often been like, wow, mm-hmm. Jay Gilesman getting showing a lot up. of yeah. nominations. Yeah. Showing, up. showing up on the ballot. <laughs> Wonder why. And now I know about the Jan Wenner connection. It's coming it's so coming out. One of the issues and like kind of problems with trying to talk about music in this sense is that it's subjective. You know, how do you really determine who is worthy of the Hall of Fame when you can't really be super objective about these things. So as a true nerd, I have come up with Remember a list of... he said of, he was a robot a second Yeah, ago. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've come up with a list of criteria that I think if you do well in these criteria, then you have a good case for induction. Oh, all, right, all right. So we are going to take a little break, but when we come back, we're going to see how the Jay Giles Band <laughs> stacks up. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over the break you listened to some Tommy James songs. That you listened to some Tommy James and also (laughs) that maybe you mused about who the people are that write the songs that you uh, like the most. I think it's Barry Manilow, right? (laughs) Technically, (laughs) isn't it? He writes the songs. Is he in? No, my God. All right. No. I think, I mean, the lines are blurry of what determines... Uh, rock and not rock yeah. but I think Barry Manilow is far on the side of not rock see I get confused a lot I, I have moments of like over the course of my life when it comes to music these moments of rage uh, and, <laughs> and, but I get confused between the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Grammys okay sure like, you know I remember like like running out of my living room the year the Beatles were nominated for Hey Jude and Simon and Garfunkel won for Mrs. Robinson I was just f- fucking just, livid. It, yeah. I was like the angriest kid in Massachusetts. I, just, I ran out <laughs> of the room and I, I wouldn't watch the rest of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, like the next day at school, I was furious. <laughs> You're just, just throwing your hands I'm, up I, in the air. I, I can call it back so easily right mm-hmm. now. 
like that moment and and the year like Springsteen lost to Lionel Richie, like those kind of moments. Like, yes. to, but I think those are Grammy moments, yeah. not yeah. Hall of Fame moments. That's, right. So let's not get si- that's we've a different talked about it before, but that's why that's one of the reasons I think the Grammys is uh, decidedly worse than the Hall is because they can fuck up like that, and it's. You, irreparable. It's irreparable. Right, but with yeah. the Hall of Fame, like if someone's not in that you like, it can still happen. That's There's true. still yeah. hope, and you know, you can't, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the Jay Giles Band. Uh, first eligible for the 1996 induction ceremony. Nominated five times 2005, 2006, 2011, 2017, and 2018. Uh, do they have connections to the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, and Peter Wolf has shown up quite a bit. He was there the second year he inducted Jackie Wilson. He was there in 2015. Wait, Peter Wolf inducted Jackie Wilson? Peter Wolf, yeah. They had Peter Wolf induct. Give the speech. Oh, that was in 1989. Oh, okay, 87. 87. Okay, yeah. so they were like pretty much, they were like on the pulse at, at that point. I mean, point. he was still like a big name. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, even though the band, I think at that point, had probably broken up. Um, and then in 2015, he inducted the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. We saw that part, yes. and I don't remember. He gave us wow. <laughs> And then also, if you also you talking about that the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and Jay Giles and like that kind of you can see seems, the line. Yeah, you can see the line. Yeah. What were you saying, Joe? I was going to say if you uh, Google image search Peter Wolf Jan Wenner, you get a lot of pictures from induction ceremonies, and not right. not necessarily ones that he uh, was at. I mean, the ones that he inducted people. Like, in 2010, he did perform when they inducted a guy named Jesse Stone, who was a songwriter who wrote, like, Shake, Rattle, and Roll. He played a song called Money, Honey with the Paul Schaefer band. But, again, if you... So, there's a great picture of Jan Wenner, Peter Wolf, and and Kid Kid Rock, Rock. who is kind of a mainstay at the uh, induction ceremony. God, Kid Rock is going to get in the fucking... I I, know. Here's the thing. Uh, he was kind of Kid Rock was beloved by Ahmet Erdogan weirdly the uh, who with Jan Wenner was kind of in charge of the hall yes Ahmet I Erdogan, remember the Ahmet Erdogan, Erdogan award right but he's a bad dude he's not a great guy he's also dead so I don't think we need to worry about uh, Kid Rock <laughs> getting in the hall of fame that was Good. listen it was a tragic for it was tragic for him to die but if it means no Kid way, Rock doesn't I'm, get I've in been thinking- <laughs> I was I was just thinking about how they need to rename that award too. They probably do. Yeah. But anyway, this was from like 2006, and then you can find other pictures where it's uh, you know Peter Wolf, Jan Wenner, Keith Richards, and Robert Plant sitting at a table together, and this is from like 2004. So Peter Wolf shows up to these uh, ceremonies a lot. Just straight up yeah. looking like a character out of Guitar Hero. Just yeah, like, he's got a lot of accessories. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like really got, wow. But if anyone looking is... Looking like a low-rent slash a little bit, too. If anyone, that top hat yes. and the sunglasses. What's he's got a little stern in him. Yes, with yeah. Uh, Good point. Yeah, he's got a little yeah. ocasic. Uh, yes, he's yeah. like an ocasic stern doing slash cosplay with a little bit of muppet like with the hat and the hair and the sunglasses I oh get a yes zoot. Yeah, yeah i get a little zoot a yeah. little yeah <laughs> um but if anyone is playing the game the way you sometimes have to to be inducted peter wolf is doing that right. for sure he is showing up a lot uh and before we get uh into the categories i just want to say one of the reasons uh mike that i reached out to you about oh, yeah. jay giles <laughs> is a tweet 
from December 20th, 2016. Uh, Jay Giles' band doesn't... I'm going to guess late at night. <laughs> Jay Giles' band doesn't make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Kiss is already in. Rigged. Unfair. Apologize. Oh, oh this was, was during the Trump campaign. after the election. This, this was right this after Trump right got elected. This was when election. Trump was tweeting, was tweeting rigged, unfair, apologize. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, right. So, I was, so there is some context but, yes, to it. Yes, oh, totally, yeah. Okay. But the rage is real. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, you... Yeah, you, to me, Kiss was a novelty act. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you can make a case for Kiss, given how big, uh, how popular they were, and what blah, blah, blah. This isn't about Kiss. It's about the Jake. But you could make that case, like, for the Archies. You know, <laughs> you know this is, uh, we Someone shouldn't go down this road. Someone made the case for the Monkees recently. <laughs> That's true. You know? I saw the Monkees live in 1967. I thought they were great. But was it them? Playing? It was them playing. Okay. But there was other musicians course, also. Yeah. They, it they out. had like a backup band. Uh, but yeah, they were the, the they were kind of like learning on the job. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and, and to their credit, they've they figured some stuff out. Uh, let's talk about the first category for the Jay Giles band, which is critical acclaim. Uh, I mean, like, there's one critic I can think of who likes them quite a bit, named Jan Wenner. Uh, <laughs> but they, you know, I actually wouldn't consider them though critical darlings. Uh, nor would no, I say no. that they were derided uh, by the critics, but it's just I think they were respected. Uh, you know, they're almost a, a, in a journeyman kind of sense of like they do a good job. That's they show what up. I feel like. Uh, here's my impression of the Jay Giles band. This is not going to be like me doing an impression. Oh, I really of Peter thought. Wolf. Yeah. No, this you, is my. <laughs> I will maybe do an impression of Peter Wolf in a second if yeah. you want. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, there's stuff going I, on. There. I would oh, enjoy right. that. I. Um, <laughs> I know the song Centerfold, and then I heard you mention the song Freeze Frame, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's them, too. (laughs) I grew up on MTV in the 80s, 90s, and I remember the video for Centerfold and the whistling part. And that is literally what (laughs) I know about the Jay Band. Now I'm learning that they are from Boston and uh, that... That's really, I mean, we're, and that mm-hmm. Peter Wolf used to date, date Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Was he I married? Think they were married, yeah, I think. Oh, he got married yeah. to Faye Dunaway. Yeah. He was Mr. Faye Dunaway for a while. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Faye. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I think the critical, uh, critical acclaim they're doing okay. Uh, sometimes the way that we measure critical acclaim is if they've shown up on a Rolling Stone list. Like right. the magazine put out a list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Do either of you think that the Jay Giles Band has an album on the list of the 500 now, greatest? Now, here's what I want you to know. I'm very good at this usually. Oh, okay. I was very... Yeah, last last episode, I got within five of... She said, yes, they're on the list, and then gave I a number. I said they were at 361, and, and they were close. at 365. Like, I did... Wow. But I'm, it, it was but fucked up. Here's the thing that's really going to be fucked up about this is because I do not think that they have an album on the 500 albums list. But then I know that Jan and Peter are palling around and I'm like, are they palling their way into the, into the upper echelons? I, cause I think mm-hmm. if they've got an album in there, it's in the last 25. I okay. think we're looking between 475 and up. Okay. If they have an album in there. And I think it's the Jan Wenner factor that got you 450 and up. Okay, sure. All right. This That's is an, what this I an interesting answer. What do you think, Mike? Do you think Jay Giles band has an album on this list? I, my immediate reaction would have been no, uh-huh. uh, but you got me wondering now with the Jan Winter thing, yeah. if maybe... Think of how many pictures if, there are. If, if Freeze Frame somehow slipped in near the end, 
because of the commercial success of it. Personally, if I was going to pick one, I would have done the live, the full house, mm -hmm. um, which I think still think is one of the great live albums uh, that kind of captured what I love about the band. Mm -hmm. uh, but all right, I'm going to say no, they don't. Okay. So this, this is interesting because uh, they are not on the list of the 500. Okay. But there is something to what Kristen said because there, I would say very weirdly, a Peter Wolf solo album Excuse me? from the early 2000s what? is on the list. No. Of the top 500? And it's, yeah. And, no. And it no. is 427. No. Peter Wolf Sleepless. No. Which no. is so clearly winner. <laughs> Wow, it's Wenner. I mean it's Winner being Wenner like my just buddy slid one in there. He didn't even put in the Jay Giles band. He's like Peter, I got you. And this, I mean, this list came out maybe a year after this sleepless. So yeah. five hundred greatest albums of all time by a person <laughs> is Tommy James on this list? No, don't answer that because I'll have to answer. He's it a, later. I mean, I like that you've gone from not knowing who Tommy James is to fighting for Tommy. No, James. I just like to me, I just can't. Believe Believe that I'm, that's pretty brazen. It, that is <laughs> um, wild. Yeah, and Peter Wolf solo from 2002, no less. This yeah. is that is, and, and to think that there's probably like <laughs> an album that I really like, you know, in the uh, after it. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Or they didn't make the list. They or, didn't make the list. Yeah. So that I think, but you guys were kind of circling around that. Uh, 425 which is that Giles Band are not on That's there but a Peter outrageous. Wolf solo yeah very weird I really they took a spot from someone who deserved it do you <laughs> yeah. do you like um, Peter Wolf solo stuff uh, so the, some of the individual uh, tunes I do but uh, th no this is shocking I mean I'm still yeah. like uh, all you, about oh, the band yeah I just I don't yeah. mean to like do you think it should be on the list but like do you do you still follow his solo career do you care uh, about it at all uh, occasionally there was a and I'm going to blank on the song <laughs> I can't think of the song a few years ago mm -hmm. uh, but it's been sporadic uh, so yeah I don't follow it as closely as I used to yeah. but if he was in town playing I would definitely go see him okay is he still out there playing uh, he plays a lot in the northeast I follow he, him on Twitter yeah. and he plays a lot in the northeast but he that's why I, somebody had told me he doesn't fly anymore he doesn't travel so yeah, yeah. you'd have okay. to fly to see him interesting uh, yeah I would say the Jake Giles band I don't know that I would put any of their albums in the kind of category of what we think of as classic albums. You know, when people make lists, their albums usually don't show up. But it's interesting that you bring up that live album. Where they I, just do the Full House theme song? Yeah, they just did different <laughs> variations. <laughs> and they, of, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear that. The Jay Giles Full House theme song. Uh, everywhere You Look, right? Yeah, Everywhere You Look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever happened to predictability. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I think what you said, the fact that it's a live album, I think speaks to what a lot of the Jay Giles band advocates and fans like about that group is that they uh, have a reputation as one of the great live acts of all time. Right. Yes, absolutely. Which is maybe why it is hard for some to fully get on board the way maybe you are as someone who has seen them live a lot 
and if you're just judging by the record to me they fall into that kind of like cheap trick category of like a band whose fans are rabidly supportive of their live stuff where like kind of like you gotta see them live to get it to get it type thing where like maybe the live recordings would be more um, you know uh, indicative of what the band is and the sound of the band is really them playing live yeah and it's also well that's how you first heard a lot about uh, certain bands I mean uh, uh, like Springsteen you were starting to hear rumblings around like the Northeast there's this guy in New Jersey <laughs> he's yeah. got this great yeah. so you start to hear like Bob Seger I, I was hearing Bob Seger's name before I ever heard any of his music man I got uh, really know? back into the song Ramblin' Gamblin' Man recently oh it's yeah. in, song, uh, it's in, it's in Once, Upon Once Upon a Time, time in Hollywood, Hollywood. oh yeah. is it really it just, yeah. I was like oh shit I love that this might song. be his for me. That's my favorite. That is Seeger the song. best Seeger song. Yeah. So the, oh. there were certain albums like that, that where you first heard the band, like the Almond Brothers. I first heard the Fillmore, Fillmore album yeah. and then went back and got the first like, uh, you know, the um, Idlewild South, Idlewild and, South, yeah, which I, it was one of my favorites. But you so you started hearing like about bands that could really put on a show uh, because that's you were going to get to actually see them and you wanted to know who to spend your, you know, like $5 on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, also, I think, you know, that's, that is a very singular experience. I don't know of, because uh, everything is so streamed now, your your access is always, imme- like you're always listening to a band before you go see them live. You wouldn't hear that this band is really good live and then just go see them right, yeah. very yeah, that's much pretty anymore. Much lost. Like that's pretty much lost as a um, way of like circulating your name. Like you're going to do it in support of the stuff that you have out there, but like, or you could see it when you're seeing someone else. Like I've still gotten into bands that were opening for bands that I like and stuff. Right. But it is harder. I don't think that, uh, that you know, the rumblings of the kick-ass live act, yeah, I think that's kind of gone with a few exceptions, you know, where people say you got to see them live mm-hmm. or like you know, like Beyonce, I think, is a great live. Oh, I've never seen her live, but with the videos, I, I, what I've seen is just, you know, mind blowing. It's like it's it, that's truly, showmanship. That's truly, somebody who does it. It's not just truly, coming out doing note for yes. note versions of mm-hmm. stuff you can hear on the radio. Yep. And the, that's what you, you used to get with people like, you know, like the Jay Giles band. Mm hmm. As someone who saw Carly Rae Jepsen recently, and I like her a lot. I think she's very good, a fun pop artist. She did note for note, just, it was like listening to a playlist. Just like she she didn't even talk in between songs really. And it was so. That's disappointing. Boring. It was disappointing. Like, and like, she can't really dance too. And so like, that's also, she can't really, (laughs) she's got kind of like awkward musical theater kid energy. Yeah, that's no good. I'm sorry you had to for like a cool, sexy pop star to have this like kind of dork energy is weird. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it it was not. um, And I still like her, and I'll listen to her albums, but I don't think I'll ever be like, "Wow, I've got to go see Carly Rae again." And uh, (laughs) you you fucked it up, Carly Rae. Yeah, CRJ. You lost a fan. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the next category, which is iconic or recognizable songs. So we've talked about this already. Uh, I think the big one is Centerfold. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Centerfold. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is the centerfold. Angel is the centerfold. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. Angel is the centerfold. Uh, and then Freeze Frame, also a huge hit around the same time. Freeze Frame. 
those are like kind of the big 80s hits. Uh, before that, as they were kind of ramping up into the MTV era, there was a song called Love Stinks. And then before that, you're kind of getting into what the band was before their 80s pop turn. Right. And I would say the songs that are still kind of recognizable generally to people, it's like definitely a second tier, uh, but Must Have Got Lost. There is, I've also heard a live version of that song on the radio, and some of the, to me... Is this where you're going to do the impression? The most obnoxious. <laughs> so sometimes, I mean, one of Peter Wolf's things live is that he would almost like do slam poetry. Yeah. Oh, like, no. He would like, almost, no, it's like no. a little bit scatting. Nuh-uh. It's It's a little bit like slam poetry. And in the live cut of Must Have Got Lost, Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's free associating musical improv a little bit. Like he's going like, and you're sitting there by the phone and you're all alone. And you're like, I got to call that woman. And then I go up to the woman's door and I'm like, Rapunzel, let down your head. Hey, what's what's that? Uh, What's the long hair? What's it called? Rapunzel? She called, yeah, it's called Rapunzel. Yeah, and I'm like, Rapunzel, let down your head. Wait, he's doing like, also like like getting a suggestion (laughs) from the crowd. I think he's he's talking to the band. Oh, okay. And it, one of them says, I think one Reputa. of them says Rapunzel, and then another one goes Reputa, and he, he grabs he that. Reputa. He goes, yeah, it's Reputa. No. Reputa the Beauty. Yeah, Reputa no. the Beauty. That's like his whole thing. No. And I watched a little bit of him performing Money Honey at when he was doing the Jesse Stone thing at the Rock Hall. And it's the same fucking thing where he's like, Money, M O N E Y, you know it's something you gotta have, but you don't want it. It's a song like, about L O V E, and if you abuse it, you're gonna lose it, and if you lose it, you're gonna abuse it, and if you abuse it, you ain't gonna be able to choose it because you ain't gonna have it further on down the line things ain't gonna be so fine you're gonna be sitting there on your little machine trying to look and keep it clean you're gonna be playing bingo all night all alone that's why you're sitting there by the telephone and you know that she ain't going to call you i think i'm trying to think if there's anything oh give it to me you got to give it to me It was a hit. So, yeah, like, it was absolutely. on our like top forty radio where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a regional hit, or, but I think it was a national. I think it, yeah, it was yeah, a national hit yeah. for sure. But then, these were in the seventies, so, right? Yeah, I think after that, that's kind of in terms of what generally people know. Well, like if you're not a a huge fan, with the exception of like looking for a love. It's a cover, but it's kind of became yeah. their signature Which was something song. they would do is kind of pluck obscure R&B songs. Yeah. Uh, and first I of, Look at the Purse and stuff right, like that. Right, yeah. which it was The Contours. Oh, First I Look at the Purse, did they cover that? Miracles. Yeah. I know yeah. that song. Yeah. 
part of their thing is that they they were very uh, and, and there's a quote actually about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where he talks about this being that the Jay Giles band is so involved in Roots and we have a long history of trying to share our influences, our blues influence, R&B influence, and rock influences. It's nice to be sort of in the nomination post along with the historical meaning of a part of rock and roll. Uh, so it, it, part of what the Jay Giles band was to a lot of people was they were showcasing the music that they loved and right, bringing yeah. the old R&B and bluesy stuff. But putting their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Right, and then making, yeah, new... In the long line of white guys putting their own spin <laughs> on the blues. <laughs> right. They finally just, you know, they did it. They were willing to go there, man. <laughs> Good for them. Which is wow. a, a thing that... How brave. <laughs> Um, and then the next category is commercial success. And, you know, especially w- when we got to the early 80s, that's when things kind of blew up for them. Uh, and, you know, they, but that was like their 10th album, Freeze Frame. Like, it, yeah. it came after 10, 11 years of, you know... Road dogging it. Yeah. yeah. Being and road I warriors. remember, you know, being very happy for them financially. Like, oh, good, they're finally getting they some broke. recognition. Yeah. And they're making but some money. But now I'm not going to be able to get a $5 ticket to their show. Well, and also, it, like, as an album, like I, I felt like it was too slickly produced that, that they it had lost some of the stuff that I loved about them live, which was kind of the rough edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, but I was very happy for them. If yeah. they could make money. Yeah that, that they, nice? yeah, that they were finally getting recognized. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, commercial success is like, they weren't like among the best-selling artists of all time, but also you know they sold a lot and they still get played on the radio. And uh, the next category is longevity, and you know I think they do pretty well in this, especially given that they started in the early '70s and right. then they started having huge hits in the early '80s. Yeah, you know uh, they broke up in the mid '80s, or I think Peter Wolf probably left '82 or '83, uh, and then they did release an album without him. After that, which is you might even not even consider that a Jake Kyle's <laughs> yeah, no. album without Peter Wolf. Yeah. What is that really? Uh, Peter Wolf th- was off making his iconic. <laughs> he was album. gearing up for his 2003 release. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but I would say longevity. Yeah, they they did pretty well. Uh, you know, they were around for the 70s. Yeah, and then the early a little bit in the early 80s, uh, and then the next category is innovation and influence. Now, I don't know that I can think of a band that was influenced by the Jay Giles band. Because to me, they seem more like they are so heavily <laughs> yeah. influenced They're by the, the band. By other the band. Yeah. 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 For me, as far yeah. as like you can see where they come from, but where does it go from there? Right. You know, yeah, I, I do think they're... I would say Steven Tyler as a performer was... And they were both probably coming up in Boston at the same time. There was probably and and Jay Giles maybe slightly before them, uh, before yeah, Aerosmith. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he was influenced as a performer by Peter Wolf for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you watch the two of them, uh, you know, performing and controlling a stage and uh, actual showmanship. Mm-hmm. I think that was like kind of a, a thing of both those bands. Like you had to have a great front man. Yeah. Now, you does know? Peter Wolf not play an instrument? Does he? Is he out Correct. there sweating? Right. Does yeah. he put scarves on his. What's who 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 puts scarves on their thing first? Is is that only Steven Tyler? I, I don't think he's got scarves on no his scarves mic stand. on the mic stand. Yeah. Okay, no, well, not that I there believe. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're saying like Steven Tyler is innovating. He's putting scarves <laughs> on the mic stand. You know, there is something he stole it from Janis Joplin. But <laughs> drawing a comparison between Steven Tyler and Peter Wolf. And how much uh, Steven Tyler was potentially aping from Peter Wolf. So they're both gaunt, weird looking men. 
<laughs> who do uh, white man scatting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, well, I, they both have a patter. It's kind of like a, a like a, a DJ on the like the midnight shift yes. pattern. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That all you cats and kittens. Yeah, out yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. Kind, of kind of a Wolfman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and Peter Wolf was a DJ. Uh, yeah, he was a yeah. radio DJ before he he started making music, or probably while he was getting into those first yeah. few bands of his. Uh, yeah. All I can think of is now you brought up the scatting of Steven Tyler and just the ending of the song Ragdoll. I mean, I, that is bold. And he made it work. He did. I guess. Yeah. I mean, that was a popular song. He, it really was. I know that they had, uh, they had, they were being called the American Stones uh, Jay Giles the band. The Jay Giles yes. band? But then very By whom? very quickly. Uh, I, I, I've you. said that, yes. <laughs> it was Mike. It was Mike. Mike. I was talking to Mike earlier. Well, also the same thing with a very like frontman driven show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think And a blues based you know, Aerosmith uh, very quickly took that exactly, yes. mantle yeah. from them as they ascended very quickly. Okay, last category, and I think this is the most important one, sometimes is does my mom know who they are? And she does for sure because they were like a popular. Yeah. I mean, because I bet of like my freeze mom frame. Has seen the Jay Giles band. Like if they were fold. in town, my mom would be like, "We're good. Let's do it. Sounds great." <laughs> she, I, I mean, she probably like. I don't know if she's ever seen them live, but she certainly could have. Mm-hmm. Like it's they, very in the. My mom loves a bluesy rock band. Yeah, yeah. My mom's seen the Stones a many a time. Uh, yeah, they are. The thing is, they have name recognition. A lot of people know who the Jay Giles band are, but I do think there is something to the fact that they are considered uh, an 80s band. Like they, I don't think the full scope of their career is really recognized, and they're kind yeah. of thought of like, oh, that's maybe second tier band that had some hits yes. in the 80s. And also, yeah. dare I say, almost considered a one hit wonder of the 80s. Not to say that Freeze Room didn't make it make waves, but like. Centerfold was a fucking number one hit, yeah. like, you know, yeah. and yep. it was everywhere. And when you think of the Jay Giles band, that's what you're thinking of. You're thinking of, oh, yeah, that one song from the 80s. You're not thinking of this breadth of, you know, discography, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is time for our verdict. Do you think the Jay Giles band should be inducted? Will they be inducted? And how long will it take? I mean, they've been nominated wow. five times. When do we think it's going to happen? Uh, and you can fully use this as a stump speech if you want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> actually anticipate and expect it. No, no. <laughs> uh, but let, Kristen, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I go for And this is, okay. To look you in the face and say what I'm about to say, though, Mike, it hurts. Uh, it hurts. Should they? Should they? Well, here's the thing. Based on the criteria that we have agreed upon, mm-hmm. I don't know that they should because I I don't think that they are necessarily going to open a tributary to like in to like get other bands that I think are important in. Or it's like you can't have these other bands in without having the Jay Giles band in, for example. Like there's nobody who's like a next next generation shoe in. Influenced that, by Jay Giles. That, that was yeah. so influenced by Jay Giles that to not have them in, it is a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just I think that 
their impact, while it may have been personal for some, <laughs> uh, <laughs> might not have been as, uh, you know, global. Um, and so I, or universal, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that they're going to get in. I think that they've had many opportunities. I think that Wenner has really flexed his muscle in a way we don't often see. And what should be noted also is that little Steven is also, he's really Obviously, the one yes. going to bat for them yeah. consistently. Because, I mean, we've talked about how Jan Wenner's influence isn't really yeah. that great anymore. He's not on the nominating committee. I'm just he got he's mostly hands off. <laughs> I mean, with Rolling Stone, yes. he can do whatever he wants. But yeah. within the Rock Hall, his influence isn't as strong as people think. And it's really, uh, by all accounts, little Steven who is pushing for the Jay Giles band consistently. And he's been too busy trying to get stupid singles in and fucking it up over there. He's probably not been able to put a lot of muscle behind it. Is he buddies with Peter? Are they oh, yeah. pals? For sure. sure yeah. Uh, whenever either like Steven plays with his own band uh, on the East coast or particularly in the new England uh, or, but, or Bruce with the East street band, Usually, like if they're at Fenway Park or or uh, or the the TD Arena, I'm gonna say Boston Garden, but it's not. Whatever it's uh, called now. They yeah. almost you can almost guarantee that Wolf will be in the show by the end at some point. They'll pull him up on stage. So I, I the thing is, I just I think that maybe their influence uh, as far as like their their influence in the nominating committee is waning. As I mean, 2017 though I think might have been. The, I think that could be their last nomination. It was 2018. 28. Jesus Christ. 2018, they were nominated, and that was right after Jay Giles' death. So okay, it felt so kind of like, felt like if that go. was ever going to happen, it should have happened. Yeah. 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 Maybe right. someone will make it if they have got a secret story. Maybe someone will make a documentary about them. I think that's the best. <laughs> yeah. That's your best chance. Uh, maybe Otherwise, Peter I, Wolf has to marry somebody famous yeah, again. Yeah, maybe he can marry somebody. Marry famous someone. Again. Maybe marry Ariana Grande. Maybe, they, maybe he and Slash can have a mix-up. They switch hats. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of scandal that happens. I'm not sure no, what it's going to take. Can... But to me, I don't see it coming. All right, Mike. And I, my apologies, Mike. It's again if. <laughs> Stump away if you'd like to. Yes. Um, should they, will they, when? Uh, should they? Absolutely. Uh, do I have to give a reason? I mean, if you want to. Well, should they? Like it... Based on your criteria, there's there are several that they do not meet. Uh-huh. But uh, in terms of the uh, live performance, was one of your categories. It was not. It was not. <laughs> no. Well, I'm making it one, and, and that, but it, I'm also okay. using it. I'm checking it off like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go over other categories. Yeah, to bleed uh, out a little bit into the other ones. Listen, they yeah. might not have any classic albums, but they have many classic live performances. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, right. I mean, that's that's an interesting distinction, and it's something that we have not really talked about much on this show, I think, which is does being a great live band, regardless of what else is going on with your records or your influence, like, is that enough to make a case? I... For me, yes, because I, the live performance aspect of music is huge to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't want to go see a band that where I know everything that's going to happen before I even get there, and how everything, every bit of patter is exactly the mm-hmm. same every night. The set list never changes. That just bores the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, so, and I think there was a lot of bands around that time in the seventies is when bands were learning. Like, how do we perform live? Like, what? how do we put on a show for people yeah. to make them actually want to buy a ticket to see us as opposed to just buying the album? 
mm-hmm. and I think they were one of the bands that made other bands realize we got to step up our game. Like these guys aren't as successful as we are, and they're already a better live act. And I think a lot of bands were influenced by the live performance of them. I, you know, I would make the art and you see what the people who are fans like Springsteen and the Stones who are fans of the band, little Steven, they're all like good live performers. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think they did have an influence in that regard. I think they actually were kind of underrated songwriters, Peter Wolf and Seth Justman together. Um, and they, they hung in there for a long, there was longevity, um, so for me, they were, and I'm also comparing to people that I have seen go into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> certainly, who certainly. bore the shit out of me, yeah. you know, or who Jay Giles man could blow away. Yes, totally, yeah. totally. And if people are listening still at this point, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can go online and find, you know, some clips. There's not a lot from the seventies. There's some like black and white security yeah. camera footage, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but you can get a, certainly a sense of how exciting they were live. Uh, but also they were uh, they would pop up occasionally on Letterman. Letterman was a big fan. Okay. And you can find a performance of them doing "Looking for a Love" on Letterman. And even then, and this was like they had already like broken up and gotten back together a couple times. And Peter Wolf winds. They were playing "Looking for a Love," and he's working the crowd. And they didn't look like a bunch of old guys like reliving, you know, mm-hmm. some yeah. past glory. Um, I'm trying so, to think what Peter Wolf. We, he's a letter man, but he's a man with letters. And he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's something like that in there. So yeah, so I, uh, I would say they absolutely should be in because there's a lot of bands that, particularly '80s bands, that there's a lot that I just think were kind of boring and like one-hit wonders. Literally, uh, you know, and some of them, maybe a couple, but were they influential? And this, and I, I, when mm-hmm. I see the list of some of the people getting in, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, th- I, th- I also, I think there should be a separate category. I've always felt for like kind of the road dog bands mm-hmm. um, that people know, you know like, like Southside Johnny or NRBQ or drive by truckers and these great live acts that mm-hmm. work, you know, two or 300 nights a year. Yeah, uh, the, you, you know, call it the the Dick Dale Award. Yeah, for yeah. Perseverance <laughs> in yeah. live performance. Yeah, I think a category a, for a those for bands would have get... been an exciting, fun category to recognize the bands that kind of slip through the cracks uh, of commercial success. Mm-hmm. That'd or, be a know. fun. Honestly, that's a that's a great idea, and I like you calling it the Dick Dale Award too. Yeah, I think this is. A, I don't know man. if you know <laughs> details of Dick Dale, especially towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he was on the road constantly and literally bringing out his colostomy bag uh, <laughs> when he would perform. Yeah. I mean, this dude, like... He... I read that Twitter thread about him playing guitar, walking across the street, sees during a live show, walking across the street while playing guitar, getting a sandwich, eating the sandwich all while playing guitar, and then going back onto the stage. <laughs> and this is probably while he was, you know, 80, 80 years old. Yeah. Wow, uh, he was. A, he was, he was a a how did you know? Like, how did people know he had the colostomy bag? Oh, I mean, I believe he. I mean, he was. He would just like wheel out medical equipment. Like he would, and I think also he just like was open. About so he wasn't like trying to pass it off as like a like a Peter Frampton talk box thing. Or <laughs> just these tubes coming I mean, down. I mean, he he also. I mean, he wasn't thrilled. I mean, I think yeah, so. He, yeah. in, in interviews, he would just be like, "This is what I have to do. Like, this isn't easy for me. Like, I don't have a lot of money, and I go out there and I make my fucking. Yeah. I have a lot of medical bills, and yeah. I have to be out there, and I have to make the money 
to pay for that. And you, my, it would ba- also my bags. be a way to get Dick Dale just some sort of recognition because he has not no, been right, inducted. Yeah. He's no, I, there's a lot to admire in people like that. I remember uh, when I first moved out here, like the blasters were just kind of taking off and, and X uh, and, and, and I got to the see kind the of L.A. punk scene, the L.A. punks. Yeah. And I thought the, uh, the blasters, I thought, were incredible. Uh, uh, just once again, a great live act. Uh, mm-hmm. good And then I saw them 20 years later uh, at the Malibu Inn out on PCH. And there was. Like I saw him at the Palladium with like several thousand mm-hmm. people there and then at the Malibu Inn with like 50 people and they were like wheeling in their own equipment and setting it up yeah. and, and one of the brothers like had a bad limp and like these guys are fucking awesome. What is, what's yeah, going what on? Yeah. Here? Yeah. yeah. And also all these people just there to drink wine I really and get their think, faces rocked I think off. Because the Hall of Fame is also like struggling to find rock bands and you if you look ahead five years there's more and more falling away of like mm-hmm. people who you could bring into the you know quote like rock and roll hall of fame to open up a category for these kinds of bands that you know people have heard names like sometimes or they know yeah. a one or two songs that sort of thing yeah and the hall of fame should a cool idea hall of fame should be educating uh, people yes, yeah. on the history of rock. Yeah. I mean, we went into watching that one induction ceremony where we didn't know about the Paul Butterfield yeah. Blues Band, but then to learn about them and, and what they were about and how they influenced people. I was people. like, oh, surprise, I like them. I yeah. have no idea. That's, yeah. That should be part of the function of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I always tell people, too, if you want to understand like showmanship, because I do kind of rant about showmanship <laughs> and, and sure. the lack of it uh, in music now, but it is to like watch the... The, the Tammy show, uh, yes. uh, the, mm-hmm. which is a black and white thing from the 1960s recorded at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. James Brown and the Rolling Stones. It was like Jan and Dean and something else. And we've we've talked about it before because uh, we had uh, Bob Merlis on here talking uh-huh. about Leslie Gore. Oh, I know Bob. Yeah. 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 And Leslie, how Leslie Gore kind of uh, blew everyone away at the Tammy show. Yeah. And, and James Brown just like steals it though. I mean, yeah. he just, oh, sure. it's one of the most electrifying I, things you will ever <laughs> yeah, see. I can uh, and you can see the Stones. I mean, the, the, the legend of the, what I've heard is they saw like, they hadn't seen James Brown before. And then I guess they saw a rehearsal or saw him at a club a couple nights before they were going to be doing the show together. The Stones knew they had to headline the Tammy show. And then they saw James Brown and said, we don't want to follow that. Follow this guy. He's too good. Uh, And that Tammy show, you can see, they said it's the first night Mick Jagger was really trying some dance moves. Yeah, And these kind of very awkward, weird jumps and kicks. And it was because of James Brown. Yeah. Uh, that's what made him up Before his he game. he got his little yeah. chicken strut going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He was, he was just... Yes, it was pre-strutting. Oh. Chicken was still in the egg. He yeah. was still <laughs> about to come out there. Uh, what, what was I answering again? Oh, should yeah. they should be? They, do, you, do you think they do will? Do you think they will? And then if so, when? Uh, I mean, if it doesn't happen, like, in the next... Probably three. If, if, as long as, as, as little Stevens little is Stevens still in there around. fighting, I'm going to be a believer, and I'll still mm-hmm. cast my votes every year. Uh, if if Stephen drops out, then uh, probably yeah. not. But I I would still give them at least like another three years. I think. Okay, interesting. Um, 
You know, when it, I make the movie about them, uh, yeah, of course, I'll just make a shitty a movie. Yeah, yeah and then, <laughs> I'm just saying, it. Helps. I did a documentary about NRBQ. Oh, that's uh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah, and it went nowhere. Yeah, did you <laughs> get them in the hall, you it, idiot? It wound up. I did it for VH1 at the time. Like their prototype artist, they said it was like Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie was a giant NRBQ fan. Used to take him on the road with her all the time. And so we made this, I talked, uh, VH1 wanted me to direct actors for an animated pilot they were trying. I said, I'll do it for free if you'll let me make this oh, documentary really, about RBQ. And they, okay. So flash forward like a year later, I finally finished the, you know, the damn thing mm -hmm. and go to turn it in. And everyone that I had talked to in that meeting had been fired. Uh, and they had changed yeah. their brand like oh no like mm -hmm. we don't do that anymore and like they didn't when I turned it in they didn't even know what it was like, like who are you yeah you I could have just kept the and whole thing yeah. yeah and A&E uh, wound up taking it from us I didn't charge I just, just, just put, put it, it on TV just put it on there tell the they people they put it on on a Sunday morning on a show called Breakfast with the Arts uh, at oh. 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. It, it eventually, someone saw it, yes. we think. Yeah. Um, if, is, if and the crazy thing was, we had in it, we had Keith Richards. Oh, my God. Is uh, it Elvis Costello. Uh, yeah, there's there's clips online from it. Uh, we'll tweet some clips of it. Uh, sure. R.E.M. Whoa! Is yeah, you got, uh, got A-list talent. Yeah, yeah. All I really fans. don't know who NRBQ is, but I, think I know that's for NRBQ time. because uh, when I was a kid, sometimes their songs would be on The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, yes, that <laughs> was. I wonder why. That was my shameless abuse of power yeah. during the, the years I was running. <laughs> it got to me. Um, okay, my verdict is: you know, if I'm trying to be objective, they just don't do very well on these categories. Uh, there's not even one category here where they even like do great, uh, except for your mom. But that, that's not even that great because my mom would be like, oh, yeah, the Jake Giles band. What did they do? It's not like oh. a recognition that was like, oh, of course, everyone <laughs> wow. knows who they are. Okay, you can't I even just, get the mom category. It's hard. <laughs> We're in trouble. It's hard to be objective. And especially like, you know, bands can be great and, and that doesn't necessarily mean they deserve to be that in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. And that's one of the hard things about this. And when we put episodes out and we are not super uh, gung-ho about someone's merits – because we're trying to be objective, people get mad. They get mad because it's their fucking favorite band. Right. And like, yeah. It, it's and tough. And hey, listen, it's Mike's favorite band, and he's right here, and he doesn't hate us. He's not <laughs> mad at us. Yeah, Look at how not mad he is. He's actually threatening me right now. He's <laughs> living, He's doing the simple <laughs> finger across his throat. Mike, put that knife away. <laughs> no, it started with the Italian accent just went <laughs> downhill from there. But, uh, Good God. But I think they, they've been nominated five times. I think it could happen. And I think what it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where they wind up in the top five vote getters on a ballot. But I think what it would have to be is they are on a ballot with a lot of not rock acts, but there are still a lot of rock purists in they the voting body. They get the body. zombie vote. They get right. the zombies vote. So they. So yeah, what, and what I mean this, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Is like <laughs> I mean, no, I mean like this last ballot, yeah. the zombies got the classic rock vote. They got the like be white guys from, from the sixties vote. They were like, they're up was against, it even the the guys who were in the band? Uh, the, oh the, yes. The so whoever's inducted the band members. It was, it a, was the ones who actually played on yeah. the couple of hit records they had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. all right. Because there was the fake zombies. Oh, yeah. which was yeah. ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, it was uh, Frank Beard and Dusty yeah. Hill. Um, but anyway, 
the so I think what what could happen the best shot for Jay Giles band if is if they wind up on a ballot and on the ballot is De La Soul mm-hmm. and Kraftwerk and like Sade and, and like a, Devo and, and a bunch like... of artists that rock purists would be like I want to vote for a rock band at the very least Jay Giles is a rock band and I'll vote for them yeah that's the scenario I see um, and so, I think that could happen in okay. maybe Jay Giles getting the protest vote over here I guess <laughs> in like ten years. <laughs> like, Gary Johnson yeah. of the band. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's say they get in though. Let's say Jay Giles band gets in. Who inducts them? Who gives the speech? Letterman. Letterman's interesting that, because they, uh, or he's a Steven. fan. I think little Steven is, little Steven. is yeah. the is the choice with a bullet. I mean, you could. I Mick and Keith were on that fucking sleepless record for Peter yeah. Wolf. They're friends with Peter Wolf. Yeah. Uh, so that's potentially in the mix could you think of anyone else who could give a good speech for the jay giles band uh shit uh, i guess uh, anyone in the e street band or bruce potentially yeah I mean, bruce always gives you know awesome speeches and stuff. Mm-hmm. but i think like steven has been such a supporter An I, advocate, like, yeah. and he knows his, you know i love listening to, to steve Underground you know, i Garage. love listening to talk about music yeah. i've learned so much Listen, because I just love the sound of his voice. Yeah, I like to think that I know because he can get away with saying shit like "baby" and stuff. Uh, like, yeah. I can't just drop it into conversation. Yeah, yeah, listen to him and Peter Wolf talk. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on, baby? Oh, you know how to do, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what songs do they then play in their performance? Uh, I think like the most to me it would be you have to play centerfold you have to play freeze frame and then you do must have got lost and then maybe love stinks i think that's probably a four song set that would make sense that would please hbo but then it would be okay for them uh do you have any input mike as an an expert (laughs) i would say they probably have to do centerfold and freeze frame yeah and then i would that would be the concession to the 80s but then i would drop back and and do looking for a love uh and maybe just like the instrument, like whammer, whammer jammer. jammer, yeah, or yeah. something whammer like that. Jammer. Yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me, you whammer, guys. Whammer jammer is you've... is almost like a Butterfield e. It's like yeah, a harmonica, exactly. harmonica driven. Century have failed me in the fact that we are over an hour into this. We are nearly done, and, and we are first. I am first hearing of the song. <laughs> Whammer Jammer, which yeah. is like a fucking fake name I would give to somebody. Yeah. I'd be like, we got this Whammer Jammer over yeah. here. Hey, what is hey, he doing in traffic? Don't like, look now, but a bunch of Whammer Jammers just yeah, walked. Are yeah. you out of your mind? Or must must have got lost would be like. Must've I think that that's one of those yeah. where an audience goes, "Oh shit, I used to Roxette love this song." Could come out yeah. and they would them. be singing along with it. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that's a real song. I'm going to throw Whammer Jammer on at the very end of Do the they podcast. Play it in, has that song ever been played on the radio? No. Is that a song? I, I mean, see, it was when I was like a kid. Boston. Not not top 40 radio, but the FM alternative the AOR, stations yeah. at the time. Yeah, you'd hear it all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now. Did you know the song Whammer Jammer before you'd started doing research for this? No, but okay. when I heard the, there's like a harmonica line at the very beginning that was recognizable to me. Where I was like, I have heard this, like, this has maybe been sampled or something. It was just like, oh, this sounds familiar. I, and then it's, it's a, it's a lyricless jam centered around the harmonica. I am. That's uh, like I three am. minutes long at the most. I they mean, would it's, play yeah. a <laughs> lyricless harmonica But song. I bet live it was. You know, 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm sure. No, no, no. No, they were never a jam band. Uh, 
the songs were always were they were a pretty vocal tight. Jam band, uh, yeah. Come on, he's out there <laughs> scatting away. He's talking about it. <laughs> vocal jam band. Well, here's a question: If Jay Giles' band gets in, oh, will I you, think this is going to be a yes. Will you go to the induction ceremony? You know, I, right? Now, I'll say yes, but I, I, but I bet I won't. Yeah, yeah. Really? right. No, I'm pretty lazy. Oh, but you're, you're such an advocate. Or I'll, I'll, you're online. You're, you're voting. I know, I know. Well, you got to yeah, tweet yeah, something. You're such an. Ad- <laughs> you couldn't be lazy. You go to a website every day. <laughs> you, you move your mouse. <laughs> uh, well, if they get inducted soon, will you come with us? Come with us. Do you guys go? Yeah, we went last year. Was it fun? Now I have to go so every year. Yeah. So this is my new life. And it could be yours too. Yeah, come All on. Right. If they get in, I will go with Cleveland. you. Cleveland, yeah, yes. we get to go to Cleveland. We went to New York last year. We get to go to Cleveland yeah, this I, year. Yeah, yeah. You it, could see the. You seem thrilled. So <laughs> that'd be two reasons to be there, though. You could go to the museum you could and finally to the induction. See the museum, yes, yeah. I, I, that's, that's what days. I definitely that's should do. That's a weekend trip, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that justifies an air, a plane ticket. Do you, now, seriously, if you go to the Hall of Fame, do you go like two days, and can you do? The museum? I yeah, the actual it, museum. I did it in under two hours, which was a mistake. I have Because you missed out on, on stuff that was actually a great. Thing that was good. Uh, no, you do it in a day. There's no way. Oh, okay. Two days would be insane. Even for me, and I like I post up at where you can watch footage that you can't find anywhere else of the right. ceremonies. Even for me, it's like, I'll spend a full day, but like, nah, I'm not, not, right. I'm not coming back right. the next day. <laughs> I got shit to do. Uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, Thank you for doing the show. Is there anything you'd like to plug? I know you have a TV show coming out very soon. Oh, uh, yeah. I have an uh, animated show on Fox starting February 16th, 2020, after The Simpsons, uh, called Duncanville. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an animated show uh, created uh, by my wife and I, co-created with Amy Poehler, Mm -hmm. who uh, Amy plays two characters in the show. She plays a 15-year-old boy and his mom. And also in the cast is uh, Ty Burrell, and uh, Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec and uh, Wiz Khalifa. Well, future see, again, inductee. All this stuff just getting dropped on me at the very end. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa is super funny. I bet. Wow, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Um, and where can people find you online? They, more rappers need to be voice actors. I'm. You heard it here first. People. Yeah, no, I'm like telling, somebody like Snoop is, is yeah. super yeah. natural I bet comic DMX instincts. Yeah, would be great as yeah. a voice. I, yeah. Just because he's got, to, I mean, I'm talking about people with distinctive voices. I know, voices. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, where, where can people find you online? Uh, let's see, yeah, Twitter, twi- Twitter, at, Twitter, Scully, Twitter right? at Scully Mike. At Scully Mike, okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Rock Hall Pod. Email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see it, you're going to have to say that somewhere in the email. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Uh, if you're leaving a review because of this episode, obviously say Whammer Jammer. Whammer Jammer. jammer. <laughs> Come on, you got so it. So we know it was this let episode. Let me know if you... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no question gotta there. you got to let us know. Uh, I'm doing. Jammer. I'm doing. If you a, just want to tweet. I want to start a Jay Giles podcast tonight called Whammer Jammer. Yes. The Whammer Jammer podcast. Uh, I have some East Coast dates: uh, Pittsburgh, Philly, New York at the end of August. Check out my. Uh, I'll tweet about it at Joe Cage. Okay. Uh, do you have anything coming up at K Stud? Uh, you could go to my website. I'm going to do a drag show soon called Yas King. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be all drag kings. It's uh, next Friday. Oh wait, it might be the day that this dropped, drops, August yeah. 9th. Yeah, yeah, it's tonight. If Perfect. you're in Los Angeles, come out. Check out the drag king show. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo thank you to Yusu Kim for the music thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment and of course uh, thank you to the Willings, Willings family Cece and Scruff the Dogs for being good dogs uh, for letting us record here thank you to Pantheon Podcast I'm Joe Gazzola I'm Kristen Sutter who cares about the rock call
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 